Look around, what do you see? Cars, lots of them. And guess what? They're probably on Auto Trader. Whether you're into timeless classics or the latest trends, did somebody say solar-powered, eco-friendly, vegan, leather-wrapped, aromatherapy-scented, disco ball-equipped, self-driving car? If you see it on the road, you can likely find it on Auto Trader. Big cars, small cars, blue cars, new cars, used cars, electric cars, and one day, maybe even flying cars. With millions of options to choose from, buying a car becomes a whole lot easier. See it. Find it. Auto Trader. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck and Jerry's here, too. And we're just zooming through the universe. Trio of cool cats who apparently can survive in the vacuum of space. That's right. Uh, We're talking about Saturn's rings and... Big thanks to Dr. Ian O'Neill, who wrote this for Mm -hmm. HowStuffWorks.com. And we're talking about Saturn's rings because semi-recently, in the grand scheme of things, what, like six years ago or so, and in the time since, we have learned a couple of kind of cool things about Saturn. Um, One, not cool as in like, hey, it's good that this is happening, but cool as in we never knew this stuff. Yeah. Uh, one, in the next 100 million years, Saturn's rings will no longer be around. They're going to disappear completely. They'll be denuded. Uh, and two, uh, because of what we're going to tell you about in a second, we learned uh, a lot more about those rings and the fact that they are a lot younger than we thought. Chuck, that was such an amazing intro. I'm I, That was great stuff, man. <laughs> hey, Jerry just said we were on fire before we recorded. So we can thank our friends at NASA for launching the Cassini mission. They had more probe, yeah. NASA and the there was a three three. Uh, what do you call it? A menage a trois. Sure, NASA and the we got to shout out the Euro Space Agency, the ESA, sure, and the uh, the Italian Space Agency, which is a not of the ISA, but it's a, the ASI. Don't ask. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so this this Cassini mission, great stuff, Chuck. Um, it was flying around Saturn for I saw. 13 years? I think Dr. O'Neill says 13 years. I saw up to 20. Yeah, they launched 20. in 97, but it entered the orbit of Saturn in 2004. Ah, there's the discrepancy. Yeah. But we learned a lot about Saturn, which is, by the way, one of the gas giants of our um, of our solar system. You know who else is? Who? Jerry. <laughs> she is kind of gassy, isn't she? She's a gas giant. So um, we learned a lot about Saturn, and one of the things we learned— Number one, that there's tons of moons around Saturn. Mm-hmm. Number two, that there's some of these moons might be habitable. And so as a result, when they um, launched the Cassini mission, they were like, okay, we've, we've got to figure out a way to dispose of the Cassini probe mm-hmm. without just crash landing it. Because, you know, it could be lousy with Earth germs on it still. Sure. We don't want to infect one of these moons. Um, so they burned it up in the atmosphere instead. And I realized that this is like the NASA equivalent of wearing a mask. Mm, explain. Well, they didn't want to contaminate the 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 oh. moon, so they yeah 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 they burned the thing up in the atmosphere. I got you. Yeah, it was way better on paper. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, oh, you actually wrote that out? Yeah, I actually did. <laughs> some some of them are so good, I don't want to forget them. So uh uh-huh, sure. Down. Yeah, I got you. And that's a good example of it. Uh huh. So that's what happened, right? This thing was low on fuel. And uh, so they so they did that. They burned it up in that upper atmosphere. They did. But they said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do something crazy. Cassini's at the end of its mission. I'm going to say her. Cassini's at the end of her mission. She's been a stout and true 
pioneer for us, teaching mm-hmm. us all sorts of great stuff about Saturn. But one thing we don't know about is what is between Saturn's rings and the planet itself. That's that right. That gap between the planet and its innermost ring. What's going on there? Yeah, and like not only what's going on there, but what can we learn, A, about the rings and about Saturn as a whole if we learn about what's going on in between those rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, they thought, well, you know, we're, I'm sure we're going to find some gases. Uh, but they basically thought like, you know, it's empty in between there. They're, as Dave Matthews would say, there's space between. <laughs> and that's what they thought. But what they found was not that at all. Uh, what they found was a, uh, a virtual rainstorm of particles and elements and molecules raining down between the gaps. And what they found out was, hold on a second, these that is the rings sort of uh, falling apart, right? Yeah, they're dissolving onto, it's just falling into the atmosphere of, of Saturn, which is pretty cool. But what that implies is that since there's a finite amount of these rings, mm-hmm. eventually they're going to dissolve. There won't be any rings any longer. And that was a big thing that they, they did not know before. They didn't know the age of the rings. They didn't know that the rings were slowly dissolving. And they learned it by sending Cassini on a, a crazy, screwy mission, mm-hmm. flying uh, orbits inside the gap uh, between the planet and its innermost ring, which is really, really cool. And I say we take a break and we'll come back and talk about what Cassini taught us. Let's do it. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot 
their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, first off, we've been saying just Cassini. It was technically the Cassini Huygens. Oh, yeah, uh, I didn't see that anywhere. But Huygens is kind of clunky. So, everyone in Cassini just, I guess that was the Italian uh, input. Sure. So, Cassini sounds better. Uh, but one of the things they learned, like we said, is that um, these rings have about 100 million years to live, which sounds like a long time, and it is. But considering Saturn is about 4 billion years old, it's much shorter than they thought. Did you say that it's raining 10 tons of material per second? No, 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 I didn't. That's a great stat. It is. And it's hilarious that they went with 10 tons because it's 9,072 kilograms, but 10 metric tons is 10,000 kilograms. Okay, if you say so. Regardless, that's how much is raining down in particulate form. So that's a lot of particles that it's losing every second. But there's still so much of it that's going to take 100 million years to dissolve. Yeah. Totally. Um, and here's, I mean, this is this is kind of tough stuff, but here's how I understand it okay. and how they figured some of this stuff out. Right. Was while Cassini-Huygens was going through that, that ring plane, um, they said the people running the mission, that, that three-pronged uh, menage a trois, as you said, mm-hmm. uh, said, you know what? Those, those rings and those moons have gravitational pull, so why don't we just let it work its magic on the spacecraft and let it pull it a little bit in whatever direction it's going to go in. And that'll result in these little bitty changes to its trajectory. And we can measure those. And that'll allow us to find out the mass of this thing using magic. Right. Yeah, they could detect fractions of a millimeter per second increases in acceleration. That's how sensitive the stuff that Cassini was sending back. Cassini-Huygens. Sure. It sounds like Jerry Lewis saying Cassini. (laughs) Cassini Cassini-Huygens. Exactly. (laughs) So what they were doing was they were figuring out the mass of the rings um, by figuring out how much the the probe resisted the pull of Saturn itself. Yeah. Okay? And then by figuring out the mass of the rings, they could make a, a pretty good guess at the age of the rings, right? Because... Less mass would be younger, more mass would be older because this yeah. is a these things are spinning in a very tight orbit around Saturn. They're not like these solid things. It's kind of like an asteroid belt, but there's so much stuff in there um, that they actually appear as rings. Yeah, um, Han Solo couldn't even navigate that asteroid. Field. Not a chance. Yeah. And so the longer that they are around, the more space stuff they're going to attract. Um, so there would be more mass the older they were, less mass the younger they were. But what they found out was that the predictions were way off, that what they came up with was just didn't make any sense. And what they figured out how to explain it was uh, actually taught them a lot about what's going on inside of Saturn. Yeah. um, As they figured out in the end was there was, uh, because like we said, it was being altered by the tug of of gravity, but it was also being altered by these big flows of material in that atmosphere at the equator, uh, which was about 6,000 miles deep. And they were moving slower, about 4% slower than the upper atmospheric clouds that we could see. And that was sort of the discrepancy. It was an anomaly that they did not know about and therefore couldn't predict. Right. 
so once they figured out that the the mass of the rings are actually much lower than they thought, they took some other measurement from um, I can't remember um, some sort of waves. I guess gravitational waves, but I don't think that's what it was. They density had, waves. Yes, they had they had a measurement from before that they're like that is way low. There must be some hidden mass in there that we're not detecting from the density waves. Mm-hmm. And when they did the calculations, they figured out, nope, that was actually a pretty good estimate. Yeah. These things are not as massive as you think. So they're made up of fairly light stuff. Um, and because it's not massive and because the rings are still very bright, it suggests that there's not a lot of rocky crud mixed in there, which suggests that they're fairly young. So they estimate that the age of Saturn's rings are between 100 and 10 million years old. Yeah, which is way off. Initially, they said anywhere, it depends, but from 4.5 billion years to maybe uh, like 30 million years. Right. Yeah. But so, yeah, they figured it out. What they think they it is, it Chuck, and by the way, I want to do a whole episode on Saturn. Uh-huh. But um, they, they Have believe, fun with that. They believe, no, it's going to be great. Remember, our okay. Venus episode was really fun. Yeah. So um, what they believe is that either the rings are made up of an icy comet mm-hmm. that got caught in um, Saturn's orbit and was basically pulled apart by the gravity of Saturn and it turned into spread out into a ring. So what you're seeing is a super spread out comet, which is pretty yeah. cool. It's also possible it's moon that the same fate happened to. It just kind of <laughs> crumbled and... and came apart but the um ken might say it's beach the the ups <laughs> the upside of it is um that we're going to do an episode on saturn so look for that one day yeah and the upside is that this could i mean if it if it was an errant comet uh that could happen again to another planet so there could potentially in another you know 20 30 million years be another one of our beloved planets with their own rings that's right and i said upside i meant upshot of course of course. And that, of course, means short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.